0: From St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air.
1: I'm Sarah Fenske. St. Louisans across the metro have stepped up to sponsor the Afghan refugees being resettled here. But few have gone as far as Ann Whitman. The stay at home mom in Ellisville was focused on raising her three sons. Then Kabul fell, and she got involved with the nonprofit Welcome Neighbor STL and quickly became immersed in helping nearly 20 Afghan families settle in St. Louis. She's helped them get everything from washers and dryers to car repairs to, in one case, a house. Often by crowdfunding and working her connections. The first family Ann Whitman partnered with was the Wardex. Father Faridala Wardak worked with Afghan Special Forces before Kabul fell. Producer Kayla Drake visited his family earlier this week. Here, the 25-year-old father of six explains that settling in America has been harder than he expected. A family friend, 15-year-old Ahmad Safi, helps translate. In
2: Afghanistan, uh, when he was working with Americans, he had a pretty good life going on there with a good salary, they were keeping good here, but when they came here, they their kids were crying, they didn't knew what to do at all before they met, and they had they had a lot of trouble. Um, they had one pair of clothes, their whole family, like every person, and it was very hard for them. They didn't know nothing. They didn't know the rules, anything. Uh, the caseworkers from International Institute, they didn't help out at all. And he was confused what to do in his life.
1: Faridullah Wardak said Afghan families need an American partner to be successful. Nearly everything in his house, from the furniture to the tablets to the clothes on their backs, are there because of Anne and her cousin Delia Andrews. Anne even bought the Wardaks a house in Afton. Faridullah explains that he plans to buy the house eventually from Anne.
2: He knows that he has to that, that is a perfect thing for him to buy this house from and because he knows his kids have to grow up in St. Louis and they have to go to school and it's gonna be harder for him to to go to another state or move out. So they have to work here and make a future for themselves here.
1: Faridallah gets paid $14 an hour at a manufacturing company making water pipes. Even with overtime, his job is not enough for him to provide for his family. So he still relies on Ann and Delia for help. At the Wardex home this week, Delia Andrews told our producer, Kayla Drake, that she's
3: happy to help. It's the radio. You can't see these children, but they are gorgeous children. Um, their eyes light up. They're they're just amazing, smart Um lovely human beings.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. So in a way, it's changed your life, too.
3: Oh, uh, tenfold. Yes, I, yes. I get out uh, of this way more than I put in. And we put in a lot.
1: Now, a couple weeks ago, Faridala asked Delia how long she and Anne intend to help the
3: family. And it occurred to me that he didn't understand that I we intend to be here forever with you. We will see these children graduate from high school. We will see them, you know, get married someday or drive cars that we there is no expiration on that. Our commitment isn't for the next six months or, you know, isn't for the until you are on your own. Um, he doesn't need us as much like I went all last week. The reason I was so excited to get here today was because I didn't see him all last week and that was unusual. I'm usually here a few times a week, um, but they are becoming more and more independent, which is the goal of course, but we will always be involved with this family. They have touched our hearts and we hope we have touched theirs as well. Celia and Anne often clock 40 hours or more a week shuttling
1: the refugees to doctor's appointments or grocery store runs and helping them wait on hold for government programs. The last eight months revealed to Delia how privileged her life has been in the U.S.
3: We have phones in our pockets and driver's licenses and uh, educations, and um, we are more and more uh, aware of the privilege that we have been given our whole lives. Um, and we must we must share it. We must um, help these human beings. They're they're here, um, sometimes maybe not by choice necessarily, um, but they absolutely uh, deserve our love and respect and our help.
1: And Delia noted that not every volunteer needs to clock 40 hours a week to make a difference.
3: There are all kinds of levels of um, need. Uh, big and small, and everything moves the meter with these families. Any little contribution that can be made is at times life-altering. Um, taking a young man to his driving test and he passes is an amazing uh, thing, that, a gift that you've given them, and it definitely moves the meter.
1: And that is Delia Andrews. She's speaking from the Afton home of the Warduck family earlier this week. Delia lives in Worsen Woods and got involved with helping the family through her cousin, Anne Whitman, who has now helped around 20 Afghan families. And Anne Whitman joins us today. Anne, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, Anne, this has become such a major part of your life. Take us back. What first made you interested in, in getting involved with these Afghan refugees and welcome neighbor STL in the
0: first place? Well, I saw a post on welcome neighbor stl's facebook site that listed two families that had just arrived in st louis and it listed the names and ages of all their children and it just said they just arrived with nothing if you can help reach out to us and i said i can help i live in a really active and generous parish holy infant in Baldwin, and i know that i can easily fill my minivan with everything that this family needs so um within a week uh I had enough donations for the whole family, and it was clothes and shoes and some basic household needs, just enough to go for the first visit to find out what else they need. And so my husband, Frank, and I went to their um, little apartment in Afton, and we walked in, and they looked scared and um, nervous, and the apartment was bare. There was no furniture and um, no boxes, nothing. And they invited us in. They're so, the culture is so welcoming and hospitable. And they um, served us some tea. And we, there was an interpreter there, a young man um, who was 14 years old, a family friend. And we just sat and listened and, and, and heard all of their needs. And I just could not believe um, that they were dropped off at this apartment with literally nothing and had no one to ask questions to. So we, I went from there.
1: And did they have a lot of questions? I mean, just trying to sort of figure out how to navigate
0: things. That ended up becoming a big part of what you've done. Yes. Can you imagine if if you moved to Afghanistan yeah. and the culture is so different and you would have a million questions? So, yes, the, the first question was, can you help me get a job? Mm-hmm. How do I get a job? And um, how do I get food stamps? And um, we need clothes. And... Um, What is safe? What is not safe? Basic questions like that. So the first thing we did was we got him a job. And then he was determined to get his driver's license. And he took the permit test many times um, before we then hired a translator. And he passed and then he got his driver's license. And um, yeah, so th- things started clicking along after he got his driver's license.
1: So look, it seems like you could have been busy enough just helping this one family. You ended up just going all in, wanted to try to help many more families. Um, was your husband also all in? And go ahead and, and share with the world.
0: Of course he was like, go in and share with the world. But it did impact our family significantly because um, when— Prior to meeting the Word Act family, I would drop my kids off at school, and then I would have time to go to the grocery store and do laundry and clean the house and volunteer at the kids' school, and all that changed overnight. Um, So that was an adjustment for all of our lives. Um, But yes, um, my husband and my family, um, they saw the need as well, the significant need that this one family um, needed, and they called me for just about everything. So I quickly... Um, invited my cousin Delia to help me because she had just um, retired from her job. And I knew she had a a giving heart. And so she jumped right in and started helping me with everything.
1: And so you guys have supplied, um, you know, so many man hours to try to help them navigate this country. You've also given a lot of things and you've been able to do this by just kind of working your connections.
0: How how have you made that work? I mean, it's so easy in St. Louis. I, I mean, we... Uh, just just asking. Everyone wants to help. Every single person that I know wants to help. They just don't know how to help. Yeah. And once we got in it and we were spending every day with this family and then obviously word got out, we helped the next family, the next family, um, just by social media or in my... Um, in my church environment, you know, as as a Catholic, you're born to, um, t- you know, to just know that Jesus came to Earth to teach us how to live, and He wants us to serve others, and He wants al- us to help the needy. So, in my circle, which is mostly Catholic people, everyone wants to help, and mm-hmm. and so it was so easy to get all of these things. It was so easy to get shoes and clothes and and gift cards and even cars. Uh, You know, I I started asking for cars and I got six cars donated. Six cars. People are generous in St. Louis. Yes. Uh So
1: the six cars is impressive enough. But then at one point, um, you decided to buy a house for this family and you were able to do it where where they're now paying rent to you. And it's just as cheap as this apartment was that they were placed in. What led you to get
0: involved on that level to say, I'm going to buy this house? Well, we finally got the kids into the um, school, and the Afton School District was absolutely amazing. And they, it was like sending your kids to a top-notch private school. That's great. They just went out of their way to love these children. And so we were looking to find a rental house in the Afton School District that they could afford, which was $950 a month. And it was nearly impossible to find something for rent. Landlords want uh, rental history. They want credit. Um, we had neither of those things. I was willing to co-sign on anything there just was nothing. And so I did some research and I found a house for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars and my mortgage was nine fifty and they pay me nine fifty and now they have a house with a yard and a basement and they get to go to the same school and they have they have a life here. yeah and I mean, how often are we presented with an opportunity like that to just really change somebody's life and um I had to take it. You know, I had no choice. And thankfully, my husband was on board. But it really it has worked out for all of us.
1: This is remarkable. I understand you've also recruited seven friends to partner with Afghan families. Uh, people were up for this, too, not just opening their checkbooks.
0: Not everybody has the time. Um, so a lot of people have um, partnered together to pair up with families. But, yes, we... There are so many families still that don't have an American partner family, and we still need people to step up and be American um, partner families. But it's hard. We live such busy lives in America, Mm -hmm. and we hardly have time for our own lives, um, much less adopting another family. But once you meet these families and you realize that their needs are so simple and so easy to meet, you're willing to give your time. So. Yes, I've recruited a lot of help, but everybody, you, you go to sleep feeling so fulfilled at the end of the night because you're really helping people that want it and need it, and you're making a big difference in somebody's life. So I feel like um, whether you can give your time or you can give your money, um, this is this is a wonderful group of people to give it to. So a big thing you're working on right now involves even more cars. Uh, Can you tell us about this initiative? Yes, so um, the challenge we have is that they all need cars and they have no money and they cannot get a traditional loan because of the type of visas that they're on. Um, So they go and get cars kind of through a shady dealer, and they promise that they're going to send their entire paycheck to this man every week, Mm. and they're given a lemon for way overpriced. And so that causes us all a lot more trouble, because now we have a broken car, and they have a promissory note to somebody we can't even find out who this person is. Um, So the cars that we get donated are amazing, but they're there were six that i got but i need like 30 more right? and you know the.
1: <laughs> and i love this you need 30 more we That's do a big deal
0: yeah so i i i kind of got got thinking like if we can raise big money um we can buy cars affordable reliable cars for these families and just set them out right here start start them out with a, a solid foundation in st louis so i partnered with dave sinclair And they're gonna call me when they get a trade-in that's an affordable, reliable car and we're gonna try to buy cars for five thousand dollars or less and give them, title them in the immigrant's name. Um, so yeah, we're just starting that now. So we're doing a, a huge capital campaign to try to raise money to allow this to happen. We started a nonprofit called Humankind STL, and that's how we're we're gonna we're gonna try to fundraise through that and and buy cars. Get
1: these thirty cars. Yes, I love that can-do spirit. So your cousin Delia says you're going to be involved with these families
0: for life. Does that feel like a big commitment you kind of just almost backed into? Oh, yeah, this was definitely not planned. But um, it is, it's wonderful. I mean, the we're learning so much about their culture, and I didn't even have to leave my city. And they are so loving and appreciative. And they need us. So yes, it is. It is overwhelming to think that I have now gained Uh, 200 plus Afghans into my family but it's an easy thing to do when you meet them and
1: so you also have three kids in just our final moments here I'm wondering is this something that has maybe helped them given them a new perspective
0: yes for sure my kids love to um, play with uh, Fareed's kids because they they speak a different language, and my kids had never hung out with anybody who spoke a different language, and they and my kids want to learn Pashtu. and then they want to teach Farid's kids English, and they have so much fun. And my teenager, he goes to Shamanad, he initiated a fundraiser on his own at Shamanad, and they collected two thousand um, dollars at a dress down day that then we used towards gift cards for the um, immigrant families so yes my kids see it they're part of it and it's definitely impacting their lives in a really positive way
1: well ann whitman this is just remarkable to hear thank you so much for joining us today thank you for having me This episode was produced by Kayla Drake with audio engineering by Aaron Doerr. Our production intern is Avery Rogers. This podcast was mixed and edited by Avery. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here.